0: I was trying. To, when did Avatar come out? The first one. <laughs> I think that was the last time I shaved. <laughs> Have you grown a beard? Lockdown no. beard. No, I do. Well, it gets bad. It gets. I let it get a lot worse than it should, and then I shave it off. Ah, uh, you should just grow it out. No, it looks terrible. I look like shaggy. I'm <laughs> um, yeah, like Zoinks Scoob shaggy. Not, um, not. It wasn't me shaggy. Hello, welcome to the OnCast. My name is Dom. As one half of the OnCast, I'm joined by Tom. Say hello, Tom. Ah, I see we did that. That. That, was me,
1: that was me being underwater. Very good. Saying, hello.
0: In this episode, we're continuing our quarantine catch-up by reviewing Underwater, directed by William Newbank and starring Kirsten Stewart, Vincent Cassell and TJ Miller. Yeah. Yeah. So this was a weird little one, wasn't it? Yeah. So this is really. Um,
1: yeah really interesting
0: so you may or may not have heard about this it's basically like this little like um sci-fi horror film um that came out in january i think in the uk and it came out like around the same time as 1917 and just got yeah. like, absolutely trounced at the box office it was something that was made for uh, 20th century fox and it was filmed back in like 2017 and then it just sort of sat on a shelf forever and then there was obviously 20th Century Fox, as some of you may know, got bought out by Disney last year. So mm-hmm. during all that, they obviously weren't worried about releasing this. Disney have got it and then decided to put it out in cinemas, albeit they sort of dumped it in January, which is usually where crap things go to die. But
1: Where everything goes to die. Yeah. yeah.
0: Or awards films. Those are your two options in January. So yeah, Yeah, hangover
1: award films. It's... Yeah. Um uh yeah so it's like second chance for award films or it's bad films
0: yeah um or but it's this
1: arty films
0: somehow isn't either of those things because it's actually quite no. good
1: yeah <laughs> oh, i'm <laughs> gonna say it like that as well like because this is something that i was like pestering you about this a while back and like i was like yeah i think we should see it and then there were no viewings anywhere
0: no, you like, get like one
1: uh, viewing on a Sunday afternoon at two o'clock. Yeah, on awesome. like the third January, the third week in January. And you're like, yeah, well, and it I was can't like, do that because this. And then, oh no, I can never see it again.
0: Oh, yeah, and then all cinemas closed and the well world ended. So then, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, but blood now it's
1: killed cinema.
0: Bloodshot. Yeah. So it, it was like you either had the options at that point of seeing. It was like Jojo Rabbit or 2017, both of which we went to go and see. Um, you You couldn't see underwater anywhere because it was just yeah. Um but despite that, it's now sort of come back out come back around again and it's available for the sort of digital release and you can get hold of it. Um and I think it's quite good actually. It's like an hour and a half long, really solid cast, standard sort of Except TJ. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um but it's like a standard um I don't know, like horror action...
1: Um, yeah, it's like an action like, horror escape film.
0: Yeah, it's like an isol- isolated base under attack type film. And you've seen loads of them before, either space ones or whatever. This one, obviously, given the title, is Underwater. They've yeah. done it. Um, the Mariana Trench, which seems to be everyone's favourite go-to thing at the moment, that's where they <laughs> set the Meg as well. Um, but the idea uh, is that yeah. we, we drilled too far, and something came back. And it's, yeah. it's one of those again, where man was not meant to go this far down below <laughs> the
1: Yeah, it's one of those things. It's like, man was supposed to stay above the waves,
0: not below it. Not below the The sea. Going. The sea's fighting back. This is a great day, but not for Toshi. Not for science. <laughs> um, well, <laughs> you know. So it does that remind...
1: Oh, no, that's a whole... Right, yeah. We spoke about that, but um, <laughs> as it's gone on, I've had more and more thoughts about that film. What, The Meg? Anyway. Yeah,
0: this is almost like yeah, it's got quite a lot in common with the Meg, um, but it has, it's um, but this is good, but this is quite good. Yeah, so it's basically <laughs> it's like I say, they're on this on this massive, huge underwater facility um, down the Mariana Trench, and all hell breaks loose. And they basically they jumpstart it right straight away. Like the, the film doesn't really hold back. Like usually with these kind of films, and it's been compared quite a lot to stuff like Alien. Yeah, um, but with most of these kind of films where you get a, a small crew of people when there's some sort of disaster, you spend a good chunk of time the first act usually getting to know all the characters and sort of realizing mm-hmm. getting to know the scenario, and then the shit hits the fan. This don't bother with that. They literally within the first five minutes, just shit just starts exploding. <laughs> like yeah, and there's water like, everywhere, and it's just like oh no, this is it, and it's just it's yeah, all... this
1: is how this film is now.
0: Yeah, and it's a completely breathless like race against time, and you learn about the characters on the way, so you catch yeah. up about them and find out their backstories and stuff at, just as you go along, rather than just getting it all dumped to you at the beginning, which I thought was quite good. I quite enjoyed that. I quite liked it, like because it's I don't know, like
1: I think yeah, like you say, it's top loaded right from the start. Basically, you get there about two minutes in, everything starts blowing up, and it's basically an earthquake of sorts. Starts causing this underwater base to start to collapse. And but because it's fucking Christ, I don't know, however many miles underwater, 35,000 yeah. feet underwater, that's bad. That's yeah, and- very, very
0: bad. <laughs> yeah. And like the, um, that's what's good about it, like the whole, it's similar to like the sort of space movies, is that the environment is the thing that will kill you. That's the scary yeah. thing, and that, and they demonstrate that really well. There are some because a lot of this obviously ends up being about people getting picked off, and you get a small, you get a team of six people to start with, and they slowly whittle down. But some of them just get got by like pressure, like yeah. it's like the one the yeah. first kill is just because he has a crack in his in his helmet, and yeah, he, and the exactly. dude fucking implodes. And it's just like it's gnarly, it's like, and that's just because like of a faulty bit of equipment. That's nothing. There's no monster or anything at that point. It's literally just. That's well, yeah. I
1: mean, we've kind of like spoiled it a little bit, but
0: oh no, that's in trailers. Because if you watch the trailer for this, oh yeah, yeah, there, there are. You see, there is some sort of monster creature feature element to this film. That's okay.
1: That I so say. yeah. So without yeah, like there we go. Then like, so what starts off as a oh this is because of this and this is because of this ends up becoming this monster movie.
0: Yeah, and they even do that like so not only was that sort of hinted at or shown a little bit of in the trailers, it's also in the in the opening sequence they do something that and it reminded me a little bit of um, Godzilla, the the new recent Godzilla, the Gareth Edwards film. Yeah. Um where they show like it's like redacted like government files and like and bits of newspe- newspaper clippings and stuff about what's going on. And in that, at the very beginning, they they say, "Oh, you know, mysterious disappearances and, and strange figures that we can't figure out what they look like and all that kind of stuff." So it's hinted at that there's something down there, something alive. Yeah. There's something alive down there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not, but you do not belong here.
1: You do not belong here. Um. But yeah, and it, it doesn't like really hold back in a lot of this, especially for a film that's, what, PG-12, 15 or something like that? It's not...
0: Oh, it's got to be a 15. It's cool. not an 18. It's not... Uh, no, it's not. i tell you what, again, because there's a point where T.J. Miller's character goes, forget this, and it's like, oh, yeah, this is definitely a 12 yeah. eight. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's what. That's what pulled it out for me as well. Because was he... I was like
0: people will implode and you'll see heads explode and you'll see fucking people get sucked out through he- air vents and all kinds of horrific violence <laughs> but don't say no no word don't you dare say a no no word
1: no this don't is america say that badly
0: this is america we believe in the, <laughs> the bible
1: we believe in we freedom except good, when you're expressing your freedom
0: good strong american values and yeah don't worry i'm uh, yes of course all the female characters are going to run around in their underwear the entire time but no don't say the no-no words. You mustn't say the no-no words.
1: Yeah, that is are, one thing that are you I going to. You're going
0: to have to get get all your kit off. Why? Well, there's no way you're ever going to fit in this suit otherwise. What? <laughs> I'm a tiny, tiny. <laughs> Why normal. are
1: you fully dressed, normal man? <laughs> Why are you <laughs> significantly larger than I am, but also fully dressed, and I have to get into this in my
0: pants? <sighs> They, they just go. That was
1: that was one thing that I was a bit like. Uh, do we do we need to keep doing this? No,
0: but they, I think the director can quite easily shrug, go, "I oh, don't know, that's an, that's an homage to Alien from the bit at the end where Sigourney right. gets the spacesuit in her underwear." No, we we we're being respectful. We are being respectful. We're just you know, it, it's Alien. We're trying to do Alien, um, and yeah, and it does it it is very derivative of Alien, and it's kind of wears that on its sleeve, and it's not it's okay with that. I think it oh, bor- it's it's not. Yeah. It's not bad to borrow from the greats, I don't think.
1: Well, that's um, the thing. Like, I wouldn't. I. I don't know. Like, I have trouble with like saying that this is derivative of Alien because it's they're not being slowly stalked and picked off one by one.
0: No, but there's like, like there's are, a. They
1: are very much out of an a human environment where they should be, and they're in this totally new situation where they they thought that they were in control. They're not being hunted, True. They, True. They're just being attacked because but they're in also. The wrong
0: place. But also, there are points where they go and answer a distress call, and then there's a guy. He leans over something and then jumps out at him, <laughs> <laughs> and the thing that jumps out at him looks suspiciously like the the baby alien. <laughs> when they, when they do get it back, and and even like little things like I really like like right at the very beginning, there was just this long sort of panning shot of the, of the empty corridor it yeah. really, really reminded me, like, straight away, it's like, oh, God, this feels like, like Reddy Scott, like, like those opening few moments of Alien before anyone wakes up. Yeah. And so there's loads, there are loads of little but nods. But, like, having an story. homage to it, yeah, definitely. Yeah. But I feel like it's not too much. It's like, yeah, it, but what... We'll talk about when we get to the end, but what where the story could go, I know what I would want to do if they were to do any more. Obviously, they'll never do any more. This will never see. Like, barely anyone's going to see this.
1: Yeah. But, can um, we talk about, like, who this director is, by the way? Because I'd never heard of him.
0: Yeah. Um, William Eubank. Yeah. He directed The Signal. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, I really like that film. I've never seen it. don't know.
1: Yeah. It's, um, oh, it's cool. That's the one. Lawrence Fishburne. And, um, yeah. Yeah, I like that film. That's okay. cool. Okay, I'm down yeah that's that okay so that's another one that's like fairly similar to this okay in a way that um what it's like a high concept thing but like on a lower budget but sort of gives away things a bit slower right okay um and that's not to say like again like the signal isn't like this amazing mind-blowing film it's just really cool and like there are things that like could be done in there so you can see like yeah so basically i can now see why this guy got this film in this way because of what he made before it really makes sense but that's a really cool thing. so it's basically um uh a teenager who is um he's on crutches for different reasons, should we say, but uh, basically he's like off to college, but he's like been bouncing off of this hacker. He meets mm. online. Um, and like the hacker starts like tracking him. And then they're like, right, we have got to go and find him because we think he's in this area. They go and find him. And then loads of like weird, weird shit starts happening. And it's really fucking cool. But, and then, so I can see where this guy's like work is going and hopefully he actually gets some more. I'd recommend watching The Signal actually if you've got time.
0: Okay, yeah.
1: It's not particularly long and it's a bit silly and the acting isn't amazing, but it's um it's good fun for like just like a schlocky B movie sci fi job.
0: Okay, fair enough. No, but, yeah, yeah. I have to give that a go. But I mean, yeah, I mean, it, that's the thing with this is that it's pretty well directed. Like you say, he, he's able to get those homages in there and sort of eight people style, but he also has its own sort of visual style, I guess. And like, he does, yeah. like he makes a lot of good choices in terms of like a lot of the time when the you know, the conversation stuff happening. He keeps the, like the camera really close to people's faces. Yeah. Like, they're all quite tight close-ups, which gives you that sense of it being really claustrophobic. Mm. And it's written and it's like, and, but the set design stuff, like I love the design of the suits that they get yeah. they do feel like neck because they're quite like high tech and they've got like video on them and like different lights and stuff. But they're like high tech scuba suits. Um, they feel more like armor almost. That they're going out and putting on, which it seems really cool. Um, yeah, and the sort. Of well, design. it looks
1: it, oh, oh, it looks an awful lot like the um, like the power suits from the Fallout video game.
0: Yeah, it looks like that or Doom or yeah, that's it. Looks like power suit from a video game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And yeah, I think they just, they do a good job of just the cast work well together. I mean, so one of the things that may have put people off from it again is because it's led by Kirsten Stewart, who, again, she's fine. She's great. It's like, she's, she's really good in this. She's got like, they kind of, again, I suppose they're going for like a Ripley vibe, but she's also very much not Ripley. She's like, she's like, she struggles. She's, she feels like a normal person. Like, albeit, like, a a genius or whatever it is she does, but she's, like, always being reassured by the captain who's sort of telling, you know, they've got a good relationship, her and her, the captain, who's played by Vincent mm-hmm. Cassel, and he sort of, every time she's about to lose it and, like, freak out, he sort of tells her what to do and calms her down.
1: Yeah, and, and then that, there's too. a scene later on that's, we'll talk about, like, post-spoilers, yeah. like, there's another scene later on that I think, like, really, really effectively demonstrates that.
0: Yeah. Um Like how their
1: relationship pulls together.
0: Yeah, but she's in this like heightened state of panic the whole time, but also just managing to keep it together, which is quite a tough thing to pull off. But she does it really well. Yeah, Um, I thought yeah, it's like
1: this really sort of like understated because she's known for like nowadays post Twilight, she's known for being like this indie darling and like does a lot of like art house and indie films, and people like really really like what she does. Yeah. Um, but then every time she sort of tries to break into like Hollywood mainstream, yeah. like mainstream Hollywood she ends up with something like Underwater or unfortunately Charlie's Angels
0: yeah again came and out it,
1: last year it's weird and because then, I've,
0: I've heard with both of those things like people anyone who no one saw it but anyone who has seen either one of these films has had pretty good things to say about them both like the Charlie's really? Angels apparently is like it's just fine it's just it's like it's nothing that's special but it's quite Mm. good and they're quite, she's quite good in it as are the cast. And same with this is like, again, it's it's not a mind blowing masterpiece best film of the year or anything like that, but it's pretty bloody good, but no one goes to see it for a number of reasons. One of which being this bias that people have against Kirsten Stewart, which is stupid.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But it's like also like they've got a bias against Kirsten Stewart or Kristen Stewart or whatever you want to, or whatever her name is. Um, But then they've also got, but like I was saying to you, like pre, like before we were on air, it feels like, I think this film, like one of the reasons that I was sort of saying to you about this was like, because it's different. Yeah. I was like, I think we should, there is something here. There is something in this film that it's not, like not every film uh, episode that we do has to be about something like major or something like super indie or something, something obscure or made by somebody within that's like affiliated in that way. Yeah. And like, that's why I was like really grateful, really happy when you said the same thing and you're like, yeah, I'm in on this as well because it's like, yes, let's keep pushing these things as well because we keep saying that we like, we try and sort of champion like independent films and stuff like that. But then something like this comes along, which is actually quite good and just gets kicking because everyone goes, no, it's too much like Alien. Give me another alien, but don't give me a Prometheus, but give me an alien. Yeah. And you're like, oh, well, why don't you just try something different? Yeah. No, it's exactly. no, it's it's too it's too like alien. Oh, no, just try it. It's actually not really that that similar. Like I can see that there are definitely like like you say, the writings on the wall with some of the inspirations there. But it's not it's not they're not trying to copy it, because if they were trying to copy it, the the creatures that you would have seen in there would be laying eggs inside the people you know they're not pastiching it or homaging it or they're not doing it like rick and morty have just done with the facehuggers yeah civilization and stuff like that they're doing something different and especially again when we get to the post spoiler tag is good
0: yeah when you like, when you when everything's laid down you realize what the whole thing is you realize how different it is um yeah it's hard you're to like actually about. yeah this is quite cool it's but hard we, hard to talk about before before spoilers but we will yeah yeah
1: definitely will like but one of the things that i wanted to say about was the direction as well like um like you like you were saying about with like the claustrophobia in mm. there when we were saying about it when we recorded snowpiercer yeah it was like it was filmed in the sort of railway boxcars
0: and yeah, in this absolutely. you
1: can see that it's like he's gotten the camera right in there he's not just zooming in like doing an optic zoom or doing it in post, he's getting the camera right in there, and then you'll see the camera like inside the helmet with them, yeah. And that's like really, really, really like because when you can hear the breath, and that's it,
0: yeah. And when or you, you hear get
1: like the scraping against the glass, and you're like, oh, I already know what happens if this glass breaks,
0: yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, and that's it, and it utilizes like the cast really well again because it is like a performance piece almost because it's. it's there are six people in this film and that's it. Yeah. There's literally, that's yeah. it. There's no one else. It does, it, no point is it. And what I like as well is that it keeps it, the focus on a particular kind of group of characters the whole way. So basically you follow Kirsten Stewart's character through the entire film, but at no point does it cut away to like the command deck and what's no. going on. I, I, I like, you know, cut back to like the, the Pentagon and <laughs> what's going <or> <laughs> yeah. on. You know what I mean? like, my God, <laughs> Jesus Christ, get them out of there. You're own your own, guts. God damn it. God damn it. I don't with... care
1: about the red tape. I don't care what I've got to do. Just get
0: it done. That uh, Peter Herbert with stuff stiffing glue. <laughs> um, but no. no, it never does that. So like, the, so, like, he doesn't cut back to the captain until she then finds the captain. You got shit, the captain's still here. What the fuck are you still doing here? And like, yeah. like, we didn't know that like, there was anyone else on board until she finds him and all that. And that adds to that sort of the confusion. Like I, I was like worried that that first opening, like sequence where everything goes to shit and everything starts blowing up. It was quite shaky cam. And I was a little bit worried that it was going to be a bit much of that. Yeah. But again, it's like, and the same with like some of the actual underwater scenes where they're outside and walking about is murky and it can be quite difficult to tell what's going on some of the time. But yeah. I feel like that's deliberate. That sense of disorientation is kind of, what the characters are feeling, so it works. Even if, whether it's deliberate or not, it works in the context of the film. Yeah, because they like, can they can barely tell what's going on, or who's talking to who, or they can barely see in front of their face because they've only just got a little bit of light. And then they find out that the light is like dangerous to have on in the first place. It's like, oh, fuck.
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's like the light that's drawing things in and yeah. things that I have. Uh, oh, yeah, like I really, really like this, and for like yeah. for something that is original, yeah, in a sense um it's i think it's really effective i think it absolutely got short-changed yeah like i really really do and it's like it's quite disappointing to see something like this just be sort of dismissed
0: yeah i think there are things they could have done in terms of the way they marketed it or the way they framed it that i think could have given it a bit of a boost yeah i won't say necessarily what they are yet I think that it will probably better to do spoilers because you'll yeah. understand where I'm going and you probably know what I'm going to say anyway um, but, yeah. but um, there are things they could have done to give this a bit more of a kick and maybe people would have gone out to see it or been more interested in it um, yeah, but I at the same time so. it would have taken away from its, its originality potentially Exactly. so it's a, a, ca- a catch-22 isn't it?
1: Yeah it's really tricky to sort of try and balance that out and go yeah right where how can we fit in x but also promote this in a way
0: yeah well that's the thing there, there's one particular franchise or one particular concept that i think that can kind of straddle that yeah quite effectively um but okay. <laughs> i'm talking in circles we'll, we'll talk about it yeah after the but post yeah. credits you'll see what i'm, what I'm talking about yeah um, but like
1: overall like it's it's really good like essentially it's a story where yeah like the story is what we said it was and like it's not mind-blowing it's not the best thing you're ever gonna see it's a really good it's it's a good film i was tense throughout i was like there were points where i was like oh god i actually i'm actually vouching for this character here i want this person to survive i want tj miller's character to die because he was Immediately
0: irritating, he was like, Yeah, TJ Miller was an arsehole. Like, I I feel like with TJ Miller, like, even if he, like, so the thing with TJ Miller, and we talked about this off air as well, is that obviously he sort of turned out to be an arsehole in real life, and he's since then all his roles have sort of dried up and it's all gone to shit for him. This was obviously filmed back when everyone was really into TJ Miller, yeah. Um, so regardless of the stuff that happened in real life, though, I feel like even. You know, outside of that, his shtick would have got really boring already by now because he just plays yeah. T.J. Miller. He's a T.J. Miller type in everything he's in. He just, he's just—he's a wise ass, you know, cracking jokes. And like, I thought at some point in this film they'd reveal his skill or his reason for being there, but they never do. Yeah. I no. still don't know what his point was, other than to be the comic relief. And his comic relief as well—he's just an asshole. Like, so one of the first lines he said when Kirsten like, saves him, she finds him like crushed under a bunch of shit and saves him. And, she goes, and he goes, oh, thank you, my flat-chested elven beauty or something he calls her. Or yeah. Like, like a flat-chested elven wench or whatever. But it's just like, it's like a fucking dig at someone's physical appearance. Like having a go at, at a woman about the way she looked while she's saving your life. And it was like, what the fuck is this? Like, why is that okay? Like, you're not, yeah. you're not funny, mate. Like, stop it. No, stop it. Stop being an arsehole. Like <laughs> you're, just, you're not like is it, sometimes he can be an endearing arsehole. Like I think the closest he ever got to that was maybe in part um Silicon Valley. Uh and yeah, he, for a while and, and then he, then and he, he went he, he just became more and more and then he's translated that into his film roles and now he's just an arsehole. He's not even a <laughs> he's just a dick.
1: Yeah. Like I enjoyed him in um in Deadpool. Yeah because he just plays a wanker. Yeah. And he's play, he's being a wanker playing a wanker and you're like okay like I get this. I get this is TJ Miller being a wanker playing a wanker and it suits it. But yeah, in every like, other role that
0: the likable wanker in in the Deadpool films is Deadpool. So he doesn't have yeah. to so you can have a wanker who isn't likable and then and they bounce off each other and that's okay. Whereas most of the yeah. time he has to be the likable wanker and he's just not, because he doesn't have anywhere near the likability or charisma of someone like Ryan Reynolds.
1: No, he just comes as really really snarky and spiteful. Actually,
0: perfect example, actually, which is another similar film to this, and again, it's it's quite good and people overlook it. Do you remember Life? Yes. That was what I was going to bring up. Yeah, Life. A couple of years ago, again, people sort of said, oh, it's just like Alien, but that's actually quite good. It's a little space film closed, you know, Group of people, but again, great bloody cast because it's got Ryan Reynolds and Jake Gyllenhaal are the two, are two of the leads in it. Yeah, and Ryan Reynolds perfectly does exactly what they were trying to do with T.J. Miller in this is to be the likable asshole. But yeah. the difference is Ryan Reynolds is likable, <laughs> T.J. Miller is not. <laughs> that's the difference. Exactly, <laughs> that's the fundamental difference. Like
1: and like, I I'm just as guilty as to sort of talk about um, life because one of the things that I've always Sort of maintained, and I may have even done it on the podcast, is to say that life would have been a far, far better and far more memorable film if Alien had never happened. Yeah, but then we'd live in a world where Alien never happened.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, or well, I think my thing at the time was just like because it came out, I think, the same year as like Alien Covenant or whatever. I was like, well, this that was the best Alien movie that year. (laughs) It was like it's like when Venom and um, Upgrade came out, and Upgrade was a better Venom movie than Venom. it was very confusing I don't know how this happened no it just you you know it did and And that's that's the frustrating thing that what tends to happen with a lot of these franchise movies is that you end up you get these auteur directors who would want to make something like Life or Underwater and a studio will get hold of them and go right we're going to give you the keys to the kingdom here's the alien franchise or here's Star Wars or something mental and they yeah. think, oh great, I'll go, I'll do whatever I want, and then once they get into the machine, they realise no, 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 you do what we tell you. And then you end up with stuff like Fan and all that actually show them Like When yeah. he makes his own superhero movie, he makes Chronicle. When people tell him what to do, you end up with Fan stick and a fucking yeah. meltdown on set. And that's the kind of thing they're like, that's what could have happened to this guy who directed Underwater. He could have been said, they could have said to him, right, Ridley doesn't want to make another alien movie anymore, you're up, and it would have ended yeah. up it wouldn't necessarily have ended up any good. It would have ended no. up with studio interference. Whereas with this, because it's an unknown property, he was able to make it the way he wanted to make it. And it turned out pretty well.
1: Did. Yeah. I really like it.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, like some of the, like yeah, just, I was thinking back to it. Like I'm probably going to go and watch it again at some yeah. point soon, yeah. because like there are a couple of bits that I missed here or there, but at cool. the same time, like, yeah, if, if it comes down to one day and I want to put on like a, Schlocky horror film. I already own life. I already own all the alien DVDs uh, or Blu rays. Um, Yeah, so I can actually quite happily say that this is in my collection and be like, yeah, this is good fun. This is, you know, it's it's up there with like Godzilla
0: stuff for me. Yeah, Um, I mean, yeah, like I say, solid cast. We obviously talked about Chris Stewart and um, TJ Miller. Vincent Vincent Cassell is great as well. And again, anyone who's been watching, um, Westworld this season would have seen quite a lot of him. He's great in that, and he's great in this as well. Um, yeah. And again, who's
1: the uh, the English girl in this?
0: That's do you know? I was literally just about to say that's Jessica Henwick. That's, yeah,
1: that's um, that's Colleen Wing. Uh, Colle- yeah,
0: who's great. And again, every time I see her, I was like, Fuck, "Bring that kind the fist." Because yeah, I can't,
1: can't remember. I couldn't remember a name, and I was just.
0: Jessica, right. Jessica Henwick, who, yeah, so she sort of stole the, the, the uh, Marble Iron Fist series out from underneath Finn Jones. It wasn't necessarily <laughs> yeah. the hardest thing to do, but she still did it. Um, <laughs> yeah. And they fucking ended it on a great moment with her at the end of that second season with her fucking getting the Iron Fist and having that sword and all the rest of it. And it looked awesome, yeah. and then they cancelled it. Yeah. Awesome. It's, yeah, that hurt. But she was good in this, and again... <laughs> <sighs> fucking bastards. Yeah. God damn it.
1: We'll talk about that. We'll we'll do another forty minute conversation before.
0: Why can't episode. they just give me the things that I want? Why can't things be good?
1: Like, God damn it! <laughs> anyway, mm, we're not allowed nice things.
0: But the Snyder cut might be good. Shut up. Let's. <laughs> 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 um,
1: yeah. Okay. So but yeah. And anyway, um, just right, again,
0: very it. very English in this, um, but she's quite good. And again, she's like panicked. She's not a. She again. She ha- kind of reminds me of the. Um, the other female character in the original alien oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but not yeah i not can't as, remember a name but not as annoying or panicky and like finds it and sort of for lack of a better term sort of mans up as the course of the film goes on i, I do hate yeah. that term i don't know what better way of she sort of finds her own finds her courage in the goblin caves um yeah and and sort of and you know gets through it um and again, it's nice that they did that rather than the opposite way around because there was the whole thing where there's her and a, and a guy who's again he's a guy from the newsroom can't remember his name. He's also in um, Westworld season three. Um, oh really? Yeah, they're both both of them are, are quite prominent actually, which is weird. Um, but yeah, the the sort of cliche thing would be that he like the bloke would step up and be the hero and be sort of, and and sacrificing his oxygen for her and all that sort of stuff. They did the yeah. opposite. They let the female, the other female character. They weren't like limited to yes. saying, "No, we only, we can only have one female badass. We can only have yeah, one." Exactly. No, no, no. You can have as many as you want. <laughs> There's no. So they address the fact that
1: they're like, um, uh, like with this guy, they're like, yeah, he's not, he's not the guy that's going to be sort of coming in at the last minute to do the rescue because they're literally <laughs> dragging him across the sea floor.
0: But, but again, I, I hate barely I,
1: I, functional they, for about three quarters of this film
0: yeah and it's not like and it's like well yeah because he, he's the comms guy but like what do you expect <laughs> like it, it, would be, exactly. it, would, it would make no sense it would make just as much sense or you know less sense for yeah. him to sort of step up and suddenly yeah. be an action hero halfway through it yeah. like it just, <laughs> so they just go right well it would it makes just as much sense for it to be her so let it be her instead just in, you know just to yeah. make it a little bit different and, yeah i feel like that would have been like a studio note that's a typical studio night would have been to switch that around and have it be him if that
1: were if it were warner brothers it would have been
0: it would have been him dragging her the whole way through but they would what they would have done is they would have let him film it and then they would have got another director to come in and reshoot it after the fact with a cgi or they would have seen they would have made a
1: they would have they would have had a bee like carried around and dragged but they would have been like oh no the lack of oxygen it's like being drunk and then it would have been is this silly drunk lady?
0: Oh, yeah. I know, I and that I... what it,
1: it just would have been the trope where she's like, Oh, no, you're really handsome, Mr. Rogers. And everybody in the cinema laughs.
0: Yeah, no, that's and... exactly what. <laughs> and then, uh,
1: right. But, fucking Yeah. God damn it. But, it. but they didn't do that.
0: No, they didn't. Exactly. And again, that's like, yeah, it's one of those little things that lets you know that people cared about making it.
1: Yeah, everyone except for Disney.
0: Same, yeah, Disney just shut sh- it out. They were like, well, we, "Obviously, we can't put this on Disney Plus. It's a fucking horror film. So what do we do? Oh, put it in <laughs> Yeah, put it in cinema. Yeah. Not uh, bury it. Bury it in in January. Give them one showing and put it up against something massive like t- 1917.
1: Yeah,
0: it will, ne- it will never see the light of day. It'll be fine. It's such a shame. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, we've pretty much said everything we can say without spoiling the film. So if you're up for uh, sort of be a good B movie horror film, mm-hmm. um, then I would definitely recommend checking out Underwater. Um, it's worth an hour and a half of your time, definitely.
1: Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, absolutely. I really, really liked it.
0: Yeah, me too. Um, so, spoilers from here on out.
1: Yeah. It's fucking Cthulhu, isn't it? It's fucking
0: Cthulhu, motherfucker. <laughs> no wonder you oh, love mate. it so much. You fucking Lovecraft, Of course you yeah. loved it. I was, like, I was watching it was I was like, all oh, right, yeah, it's tough. <laughs> okay, I get it now. It's fucking Cthulhu the old, from the old ones and some, the Necronomicon. Okay, here we go. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I was really, really, really happy when that happened. And I was, because yeah. I was like, so at the first emergence of the creatures I was like okay like they're like mermen sort of
0: thing. Yeah and it was a bit like the, And the, then uh, i have the like, heard it compared to quite a lot. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And like again that's another film that's like comparable to this. Like mm-hmm. that wasn't fucking kicked to shit and being like oh
0: it's not alien. Yeah. Oh it, it's just alien again. Shut up. Yeah Go but, then, but, but then else. look what the director went on to do. Neil Marshall. Do you know the last thing he directed?
1: Oh, fuck. He did Covenant, didn't he? No. Did he? What no, did he
0: Covenant, Covenant was um, Ridley. Ridley. Ridley oh, it went, was, yeah. Ridley's, Ridley's got a fucking stranglehold over that franchise. No one will ever like, direct ah, another alien okay. film until he dies. Um, yeah. But no, Neil Marshall, the last film he directed was Hellboy 2019. Oh, okay. And that's, so that's exactly the kind of thing. When he does his own movie, you get The Descent. When you get a studio interference movie, you get Hellboy 2019
1: yeah that's a funny I mean, example you see, like hellboy twenty nine no, it's like we said when we saw it it's not it's not it's not awful it's just no. not good no. it's just, yeah' it's just it's just very middling like yeah. you just go oh, okay uh, like there's some great action in it, yeah there's some really funny bits, but I can't remember anything outside of the uh giants fight,
0: yeah,
1: and that's it,
0: yeah um anyway spoilers for um underwater <laughs> yeah
1: it's
0: fucking so it's fucking fucking Hulu, Hulu, yeah so they they awaken so it starts off and you think that there's this it's like there's a like the merman people like you say but they also have like the face hugger type thing that is like burrowing into someone and then they it jumps out tj miller they, they bring it back to the pod and look at it and it does look a lot like an alien doesn't it? It does look a lot yeah, like the, like ABA the ABA proto form of the Yeah. The one that bursts out of John Hurt's chest. It looks like that. Yeah. Like very, like, yeah. Like a, um, a C version of it. So it's got tentacles <laughs> to help it get around. Yeah. But apart from that, it's pretty much the same. You go, oh, okay, fair enough. And yeah. And like I say, they've got the, the squid monsters. Um, but I mean the squid monster things like they're sort of humanoid, but they're big as well. Like I want like at one point towards the end as well. Like you feel like you're getting towards the end, you'll get into the final battle. And, like, Kirsten Stewart's character gets swallowed whole by one and has to shoot her way out of it with a flare gun. (laughs) And you think that's as bad as it can get, and then it just, the fucking foot picks up, and you realise that all these things are just, like, barnacles on the side of something a lot bigger. And then it's like, oh, shit, it's Cthulhu. It's fucking Cthulhu. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and it's like, holy shit, this has been hit the whole time. Mm. Um, And, yeah, there are a few, like, silly cliches of that at the end so like obviously she, there's the big sacrifice of oh my god there's only two pods and there's three of us it's like oh yeah. well we should see where this is going <laughs> but the thing that I loved as well was the bit where so she decides that she's going to do the self-destruct button because obviously every single one of these facilities has got a self-destruct button why wouldn't you put a yeah. self-destruct button in
1: there well you, it's essential it it's needs standard, to be in standard, in standard
0: operating procedure self-destruct button with this giant like, yeah. nuclear reactor that we've put at the bottom of 600 metres what could possibly go wrong um <laughs>
1: But she Just presses- literally not I can't see a single thing wrong there, Tom. I don't know what you're <laughs> getting at here.
0: Springfield, oh my god, you don't you don't have an NC 17. Oh, oh dear God. <laughs> um, <laughs> um and but she d- goes to press the button and it shows her the radius of the explosion and the radius goes out. Just before the two pods that just launched, <laughs> yeah. and just so it kills all the bad guys but doesn't hurt her mates, and it's just like by by millimeters on the screen. It's like, well, that's convenient, isn't it? That's very convenient. Yeah, because if they were any closer, you'd kill them too. But luckily, they're just outside of the radius of it, so that's all right. Go on, then press the button. <laughs> that really, yeah, that may be that.
1: Yeah, it is. um there are a few like saying about the film there, there are a few bits here and there but um, there are a couple of lumpy bits
0: yeah but I roll Like, like
1: the, 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 the the voiceover bit
0: what, the is a bit much yeah but they yeah. Have to, I think they have it's to, like the
1: voiceover bit at the beginning and then the end
0: yeah but they have to sort of bookend it in there a little bit I guess and again it sort of gives you character and um, you find, again you find out about their characters and that's sort of, so like because they do a really good job but i think with jessica henwood's character keeps like trying to talk about so you guys got kids
1: <laughs> yeah. like trying to
0: make, make conversation because she's just nervous and that's a really yeah. good way of going, right well they, rather than just people just expositing about their lives for no reason we're actually going to make it a character thing and say mm-hmm. right well she's fucking nervous and scared so she's just chattering incessantly so does anyone have any dogs i've got a dog i've got a corgi yeah what's I his want name a corgi. Yeah, and all and like all that sort of stuff. Um and again, obviously there's the tragedy backstory of a dead child of everyone's got one of them, they have to have one of them on board. <laughs> yeah. So um, there's,
1: there's the dead partner or the and the or the, the dead or um, um sort of I don't know, estranged child and you're like, yeah. Oh well, you know, one of these is gonna be <laughs>
0: Yeah, again, gonna like, be this. I feel like it would be the kind of thing where, like, in a in a studio in a studio interfered version. First of all, so the big sort of spoiler, I guess, is that Kirsten Stewart dies at the end; she sacrifices herself. I yeah. think in the studio version, they would have changed it. It would have been a case of they were like going through a breakup because she's married to her job, and she's always going. She's decided to come down here and live under the water for for, for five months, and he didn't like that, so he gave me the ring back. He says he doesn't want to get married to me anymore. And then at the end, she realizes yeah. that she'll realize that no, actually, people are important, and she'll and that she'll survive and get back to mainland and make up, and that all her problems will be solved by his penis. Um, yeah, but, but that, they that, didn't that, do that, but they didn't do that because it's not studio films. That's good. <laughs> um, but I guess like, so I sort of hinted before, like before the uh, credits thing, I covered things they could have done to sort of giving it a bit of a franchise boost. And then yeah. one I was thinking where it would have, they wouldn't have had to change the film at all. They could have kept it exactly as it was. But giving it a bit more buzz around it is to have it be Cloverfield. Yeah. If they just, all they would literally, all they would have had to do is just call one of the stations down there, the Cloverfield station or whatever. And they could have yeah. revealed it at the very end. Or like they could have just, you know, the name of the project or whatever on one of the files is Cloverfield. And then it would have been like, oh, I would love it to be one of those things where it's like what um, M. Night Shyamalan did with uh, Split. Split, yeah. Where you watch the whole thing, it's got absolutely no ties to anything else. And then it has this little stinger at the end and you realise, oh, fuck, this is the Cloverfield film. Yeah. Oh, that would have been great. And then, then it would have oh. got more, but people would have, word of mouth would have started spreading. People would have gone out to see it. And then maybe you would have, do you know what I mean? But you wouldn't have had to yeah. compromise what it was. You wouldn't have had to change it in any major way. And it would have been a better Cloverfield film than The Cloverfield Paradox, which is an absolute fucking... <laughs> like, we yeah, forgot that, that even fucking... happened. Like...
1: Oh, don't. It was fucking so... Ne- Netflix just oh, shut we it were out. so excited for that know, as well. Because
0: it was, oh, holy shit, there's a new Cloverfield film. and It's out next week. Holy shit. And then it was, yeah. oh, oh. That's, oh, why. that's why. That's why it's been, like, randomly just dumped in the middle of February on Netflix. Yeah. And we didn't know anything about it. <laughs> yeah,
1: um, and that's that's one of the things that like keeps making me cross about like um um um, um like, it's fucking Justice League stuff is that we're not getting films like this.
0: Yeah, I know, but it's it's one of the things we well we are still getting them and we're still and you and I are still making a point to go and watch them and talk about them. Well,
1: yeah, exactly. We get
0: this. We get you know we get. Um, It, I talked about it earlier upgrade. Yeah, and then uh, and then upgrade leads on to th- let that guy go on and make Invisible Man, and Invisible Man was great, and it wasn't as much of a studio. Yeah, image. Invisible
1: Man was brilliant actually. And, yeah.
0: and he got that off the back of having made. So it could be that this director that goes on to make something great as well, and uh, or you know, Extraction is a great first time director. Fucking yeah kicking ass making an action movie and again that's been made possible so these films do still get made now I think but I think a lot of it is going to be down to the fact that it's people like Netflix who are financing them not the studios the traditional studios won't yeah. take a risk on that whereas I think in the future films like Underwater will still get made but they will get made for streaming platforms rather than being made for the cinema and the cinema mm. will, end, will end up being monopolised and, sort of, and taken over by all the big franchise movies and basically Disney, I mean Uber Kidding <laughs> disney will own yeah. everything that happens in the cinema and then anything that's more original will end up going on tv but again that can sometimes lead to greater things i mean look at we talked well, yeah, about, I mean, uh, about um devs yeah. which was alex gardens and from what i've read about it, alex gardens sort of saying that he is frustrated by the studio process and what happened to him on his last movie which was annihilation Mm -hmm. which was meant to get a cinema release and then didn't because of all the legal wranglings and all the rest of it It ended up going to netflix and all that stuff frustrated him so he said the next thing i'm going to do is i'm going to work with hulu and i'm going to create something completely original and i'm going to do a long form self-contained eight-part story and that's it yeah and he did and he created devs devs isn't perfect there we we both have our issues with it but it's a Mm -hmm. it's an amazing piece of work um yeah and what that,
1: it does, the way that it's made, like the sound, everything yeah. in it, is great. I it's just like, yeah. we had a couple of problems with some story beats.
0: Yeah, exactly. So I feel like it's that that those altered and and more original concepts will will continue to be made, but be, it's going to just shift over to those those Netflix, Amazon Primes of the world who will be championing them as opposed to big studios like 20th Century Fox and all those sort of guys. Yeah so just it's different it's not it's not wrong or bad, it's just different
1: yeah, no, I know what you mean like it's just it's well i I don't know I just got a bit frustrated because i I would have loved to have seen this cinema at the cinema like yeah. in hindsight. Think about how like effective it was to see ten Cloverfield Lane at the cinema oh, yeah,
0: absolutely. Cloverfield
1: at the cinema and ten Cloverfield Lane um and all these sort of like. These smaller, but like actually quite, this one's actually quite theatrical for what it's got in it. Oh, yeah, definitely. For some of like the visuals and the effects that are in there, especially fucking seeing Cthulhu, for example, would have been uh, like in cinema rather than
0: having that reveal on on my telly. Yeah, having that reveal like that. Yeah, exactly. I know what you mean. But like, like I say, hopefully it will mean that. We'll get, to, we'll get those moments again maybe from this director and he'll get the opportunity to direct whatever the next, you know, that Monsterverse series that we you know, follow. So whatever comes after um, Godzilla vs. Kong, which is the next one. Yeah. They could do another, you know, kaiju-type movie and this guy gets to direct it and then he gets a bigger canvas to play on and it will be the similar to what happened with Liwa now with going from Upgrade to The Invisible Man. I go right. We yeah. want you to make your version of it because we love what you did with that movie that no one saw. Because Upgrade didn't make a lot of money, but it was like everyone who did see it thought it was great. Yeah. So it's it's it can still happen. <laughs> it can it can still happen. Um,
1: I'm optimistic enough that people like like you say like Lee Winnell are and like the Blumhouse model, which we keep sort of we keep sort of praising, mm. um, is gonna like help with this sort of stuff, with this sort of like original cinema or like original take on a remake concept rather than just throw some money at something and start yeah. it again.
0: Or what they could have done with this is have it be again, little tag at the end. Don't have to change anything, but call this a prequel to Pacific Rim. No, <laughs> this was when they drill <laughs> too far and they opened up a portal into another dimension. <laughs> and, they, and this is where the, and the kaiju came through. This is the first time it happened. <laughs> no. Your
1: sound went quiet for a second then. And I thought that was you fading yourself out.
0: <laughs> no. No, they, they literally just, they, just this exact film that you just tag on a bit of Charlie Hunnam voiceover on the back. Oh, with, with his awful American accent. Which, which accent? Um, the one that he has in the first act.
1: Oh, okay. On Pacific Rim, <laughs> the first one. Okay. Can we um, have his accent from Green Street? It's football day. It's football day.
0: Oh, come on, mate. You're having a bubble.
1: You're having a bubble. <laughs> uh, the Yank? Oh, Jesus. Uh, you fucking journo. You fucking journo. <laughs> oh, mate, you really don't like journalists, do you? Like, what? I'm, oh, I'm sure at some point you explained why in this film, but the the dialogue is incomprehensible, as is your accent. So I will never know. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, this is a really good film.
0: Yeah, like, really, I really liked it. Yeah, really solid and enjoyable, uh, not without its eye rolling moments, um, but no, still really good. Um, strong cast, strong direction. It's like it's tight as well. Like I said, is literally an hour and a half long, and it mm-hmm. just it's just everything gets to the point. It's it, the pace is really good. But they still manage to, you know, get a bit of character work in there, uh, which is why sometimes it, you do bump up against it every now and then. When like, so like the voiceovers either at the beginning and the end do feel <laughs> yeah. a bit clunky, but that's because if you think about like just economy of storytelling, the amount of stuff they've packed in in an hour yeah. and a half, you kind of but they, they
1: manage yeah. to fit it all in as well. Exactly. Like there's, so, uh, they have like they literally have a conversation with these two people like walking across the 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 ocean floor. Like, okay, yeah, like the science doesn't add up but then the science doesn't add up in almost every science fiction film where they're talking about space.
0: Yeah, true. But the science adds up enough that, like, I like the science within these kind of films, it works when they want it to work. So, like, if they want to, how cool would it be if someone imploded? (laughs)
1: Like,
0: then they'll go, oh, no, we're scientific as fuck. But then, for the rest of the film, in order for everyone to survive, they go, Oh, no, this entire thing's going to blow up above them, but they'll, they'll be fine. They'll just dodge past all the things. <laughs> yeah. It'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Oh, you, oh, you can run underwater. Oh, yeah. You can you can sprint. You can full on sprint.
1: Yeah. Can you? You can full on sprint because there is a billion, billion tons of water above you.
0: Yeah. Think about You've got the of,
1: cool suit on, so you're
0: fine. Think about the amount of pressure, the, the weight of the suit, just everything about it that would, that would prohibit you from being able to run. Yeah but you need to because it's, it's an action film you can't just slowly like yeah. and everyone just go slowly like moonwalking like just in just, slow motion no, no, but they
1: <laughs> wouldn't even be able to move the human body wouldn't even be able to lift itself it might be able to just about function like those bathyspheres and the submersibles that go down there have to be designed in a specific way because there are billions and i mean and i'm not make this isn't hyperbole there is all of the weight of the
0: ocean on top of you
1: yeah and they're like oh they're gonna run
0: the ocean the ocean's got like whales in it and shit and they're really heavy they're really heavy
1: they're like at least 10 times bigger than a dog holy shit my friend gary's dog is really fat so but, but at least 10 up. times bigger than that dog no <laughs> no let's not get we've we've argued enough today <laughs> let's not get into this dog thing
0: yeah um don't anyway. want to fall out do we no um anyway, yeah
1: go and, go, go 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 rent this film um and watch it because nobody did at the cinema because disney didn't like it
0: absolutely also here's my pitch for the sequel oh
1: yeah underwater 2 underwater Underwater
0: no underwaters it just gets an s on the end oh okay in the classic alien alien this time it's a river because uh, because again at the very end they do the whole thing with the um the newspaper cuttings and all the rest of it and they go the the company's going to go back and start drilling again yeah because they want what it's like Mm, so right then obviously obviously you make aliens so this time they go in and it's a, but this like they go in. There's a representative of the company who wants to capture one of these creatures for profit, <laughs> and you get right. a a team full of um, the badass marines to act as security after what happened on the uh, on the last incident. And they, as an advisor, they get Je- Jessica Henwick to tag along because I can't believe you're going back down there, you son of a bitch.
1: <laughs>
0: and you get Chris Aww. Chris Hemsworth, but actually make it a sequel to both Underwater and this, a sequel to Extraction Chris Hemsworth playing his character from Extraction he's the only man crazy enough to go down there as, as security and Jessica Henwick says oh, we, don't, we don't know this guy with guns going down there you don't know what you're talking about you silly motherfucker oh
1: mate that would be uh, that would be uh, yeah that's Warner Brothers sequel isn't yeah. it
0: and um, Ryan Reynolds as the, as the um, Fucking Bill Paxton character.
1: Yeah.
0: Game over, man. Game over. Oh. And you then. She decides yeah. that thing. It had tentacles, man. Goddamn tentacles. And sign up for their shit, man.
1: Uh, and then he'd say something about his bum.
0: I don't want one of those tentacles on my ass, man. I pay extra for <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Oh, it'd be like, last time we saw a tentacle like that it was coming out my ass and then winks at the camera <laughs> and everyone laughs
0: And hey, look, I watch anime but it's only so far I'll go with the tentacle porn, you know <laughs> <Exactly>.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it that's the line, that's what he would do we've already written it
0: right, I'll get to work on the script, I've got plenty of time yeah, get on it Underwater 2, Underwater's
1: Oh. And I'm gonna do underwater two cruise control,
0: and this time as well. Yeah, the Mariana Trench is too far away. So now it's in the it's um San Francisco. Because then, obviously, what's going to end up happening inevitably is the is the fucking, um Cthulhu will end up coming out of the water and destroying gold Gate Bridge. Yeah, because obviously,
1: yeah. I, I mean, that's the thing. Like, what, yeah like i I don't know like i really want to get into like lovecraftian law now like i really want to get into the fact that like this is
0: yeah i mean they, they've pretty uh, much flat out said that this is there's no two ways about it it's not like saying oh is it it's oh yeah the director
1: said like no, the director literally came out and said yeah that's catholic
0: yeah Like and again like no. the, the lovecraftian thing is all about like how science will be our undoing or whatever isn't it it's like
1: Partly, yeah. It's like it's like how there's stuff out there that's incomprehensible to both magic, science, and human consciousness.
0: Yeah, and in trying but
1: to just to gaze yeah. into the face of Cthulhu itself, it is to is to court sanity and to sort of get beyond that. Yeah. Um, it's like another. There's another film that I'm going to suggest that we do for the podcast, which is *The Color Out of Space*. Okay. Which is very much heart on its sleeve. Yes, this is a Lovecraft film. Okay. Because it's basically about a color that drives people mad. Fucking hell. And who's in it?
0: James. Nicholas All oh, right. <laughs> close enough. That's quite close. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't yeah. Know. That kind
1: of wraps it up. Really. I mean, it we does. keep we keep sort of talking away from it, but it's really, really good. Yeah. I definitely think everyone should come watch it. We're at that point now where it's post spoilers, so I hope you all enjoyed it as much as we did if you watched it as well.
0: Mm. I, that, see, now I wanted to, see, I wanted to see now the um sequel or something where it's like you, one of them who survived and stared into the face of Cthulhu and then went mad. Yeah no one believes her so like yeah they could do like again let make it oh partly is terminated too so they find jessica henwick's character in, in prison in a mental institution just doing a p- push-up uh, um curls <laughs> constantly so, you, you didn't see what i saw you fucker you don't understand we're all gonna die don't you understand I'm just like fucking mental linda linda hamilton you fucking nuts <laughs> And say, well, and yeah, I want <laughs> to. The, comp- the company decided to go back down there. What do you mean?
1: Well, the company decided to kill us all. That's what the company did.
0: What you want to study it? No, you have to nuke it. You understand? You have to nuke that motherfucker to hell. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's gonna be like I oh, just underwater too, I Underwater. Know. I'm working I on that. It I think. I think the together. sequel. <laughs> I think the sequel that they could have done would have been something along the lines of like um, yeah,
0: the they could have going.
1: done something like the company yeah they go back because they Henwick like Smith and Henwick are both saying that everything that's down there is beyond what they could have imagined and being like oh like the readings that we got from this were this and like it's just to draw more people down there so that they can gaze into the face of Cthulhu and become part of this mythos and become part of the cult of Cthulhu yeah and like the people that sort of uh, you know worship
0: yeah so like Kenny's parents from South Park and that's why Kenny can't <laughs> die it's because they're part of the cult of Cthulhu <laughs> did you not know that no oh my god right yeah I need to show you. there's a whole arc where it's the BP oil spill oh my raises, raises Cthulhu and and then like the boys start investigating. It turns out there's a whole cult of Cthulhu in the town of South Park. Kenny's parents are part of it, and they just went because there was free beer. and Makes They. But that's the reason why every time Kenny dies, she just gives birth again to another to another Kenny. puts him in bed, and then he just grows overnight. And everyone just. Oh and everyone, my. And he's god. cursed so that he'll kill himself. And bit like he's right. Remember everybody, for fuck's sake, fucking remember. puts a gun to his head, pulls the trigger, and they're like, Oh my god, Kenny, what the fuck? Next day, he just wakes up, and they're like, Kenny, what the fuck are you doing? Come on. So that's part of, his cur- <laughs> part of his curse, is that no, he will die forever and ever, but no one will ever remember that he dies.
1: Oh, no. Because his
0: parents are c- Cthulhu worshippers.
1: Oh, that's brilliant. Probably should sign off.
0: Yes, we should. Right, yeah. Watch Underwater, <laughs> it's pretty good. Um, and we'll release this whenever. We don't know what the next thing will be. We'll see what we find. In- yeah. On the ether
1: yeah we'll see what's out there like we're just kind of winging it for now at this stage like we hope you're enjoying it like if you if there's anything that you guys have seen that we haven't or that you want to hear our opinion on let us know because like we we are sort of like looking around for different content we can't go to the cinema every week like we used to so yeah give us a shout drop us an email drop us a text if you know us in real life or send a send a if you can find um, a crow with a third lame wing on its back, that will know its way to the oil rig. Mm-hmm. So if you find one of them, tie a note to its foot, um, yeah. and then it'll uh, yeah it'll find its way here. Yeah,
0: they they know, they know the ways. Yeah,
1: they yeah we can't say how, mm-hmm. but they do. There's a reason that neither of us can die. But yeah, send us um, just send us your recommendations as well, and then yeah, we'll probably maybe give them a listen, unless there's rubbish, and then we won't.
0: Yeah. Uh, all right, thanks, guys. Uh, we'll see you on whatever the next one is. Cheers. See you. Bye. Bye. So have you seen some of the stuff? Probably not. seen some of the stuff coming out about the Snyder Cut now? No so he's like released the first image and it's, just, it's an image of um dark side like on the like during that big like exposition battle scene he's just basically all he's done is replace um stepping with dark side um, but really like, yeah pretty much on that on that image that's what it looks like anyway um but yeah look at what i'm just sent you now oh no <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous i don't know <laughs> but like yeah, yeah obviously everyone's putting together their cl- you know, clips of what they're expecting it to be and what it's going to be in it and it's, oh god here we go. it's gonna, no it's like it's like all the stuff that you, you remember that like i remember i was like because i went and actually li- listen back to some of our um podcasts i didn't do the whole thing I went back to it, and it was like, yeah, you realised there was so much in the trailers that never ended up in the movie, like, they had a whole backstory for Cyborg yeah, they had, like, they had, they filmed like, a stadium full of people with the, with a the fucking um, football match and they had in, like, there's, like, shots of him in his letterman jacket and all that sort of stuff all of that got cut, so presumably he's going to get all that back in There's that they cast someone to play Iris West and had a whole sequence involved oh yeah, yeah, that. yeah Barry saving her and that whole bit where he goes through the window. But that was
1: unfinished as well, wasn't it? So well, that's, it was not, that's something they're going to have to finish.
0: Yeah. But like you start to realize, fuck, actually, yeah, there's, there's loads. There's loads that it's not that so much because everyone's like, well, we, if you can't film anything new with the new cast, then it's going to be, but you go, actually just from the trailers alone, there's shitloads of stuff that you must have mm. already. Like they just need finishing and like polishing up. So like, oh, fuck. I can't. I'm a, yeah. I'm curious. I'm, a, like I say, I'm curious
1: don't dom don't do this to yourself
0: no i won't i won't do it i won't this happens
1: every time (laughs) every fucking time you start you joke about it for ages and you're like this is dumb and stupid it's gonna be shit and then you go and then you start softening you start softening over time and then And and then you start looking forward to it and then it comes out and it just kicks you in the dick. It's the star wars stabbing room all over again
0: yeah well it's all right
1: cuz except, except it's the abusive ex that you're going back to you're like yeah. no I, I think they've changed
0: no it will be all right it's just there's I, something like, in there <laughs> i've been well, like I say, i've been working my way through all those new 52 um animated ones yeah. um, and they're all fairly good like i mean they're they're, all, they're still animated but like they they're pretty you're fine. So if if that ends up being that this is what the DCU is, is there's this string of like because it's but it's about the the same amount of Marvel movies, it's like 14 movies or whatever leading up to the big finale, which I've still haven't watched yet. Um yeah. but and it's consistent and it's got the same voice acting, and the same animation style throughout the whole thing, and they follow on from one another and they've got internal logic and all the rest of it. So I'm like, right, that can be it then. But then but the thing with that is I watch them and go, fuck, why can't you just do this like the, the Teen Titans one was the last one I watched? Teen Titans uh Judas contract. And it was oh fucking, okay, yeah, yeah. And it was really fucking good. <laughs> it's like, why can't you do this? I don't understand. Like the fucking the shit writes itself. Like, I don't understand why you can't do he this. It
1: doesn't even need to write itself. It's already written.
0: Exactly. Just like they've already, all they're doing like at the end of the thing is adapted from the Judas contract. It's like they didn't even change anything. They just literally just shot for shot, yeah. like, and yeah, it's got it's got a really good, it's got a good plot, and it's got like a good collection of characters. It's very marketable because it's all like teenagers. You got mm-hmm. fucking Deathstroke as bad guy. Fucking yeah, do that. Why can't you just do that? I don't understand. They won't <laughs> oh. let you. They won't let you
1: have it, Dom. It's just ridiculous. They'll lure you in.
0: But and then he and then Justice as Dark. His Ray
1: Fisher's backstory. You missed that? What are they're going to do with Ezra, Ezra Miller now?
0: That was one of the now f- that he that-
1: choked an innocent woman and held her down on the floor.
0: um They're going well, to leave
1: him in there being pithy.
0: I don't know, I and mean, because again, listening back to ours as well, I'm like, go like two of the main things we complained about. We were like, oh well, Cyborg didn't really have much to do, and I'm like, well, Zach's cut's going to have a like lot more Cyborg to do. And then we said, "Well, well, clearly that Henry Cabot, every single shot, he's in, he's got a CGI mouth." I'm like, "Right, well, well, that surely means that he'd wrapped filming and went and moved on to go and do Mission Impossible. So they must have a shitload of footage of him without a mustache. That literally none of it would have been used in that final cut that we." Ended I'm not up letting
1: seeing. you do this to yourself, Dom. <laughs> Dom, you've been on your own for too long. <laughs> I'm not letting you do this yourself.
0: No, it's the many worlds theory. There's a world... It, it hasn't changed. Theory. No, there's a world... There's a many worlds theory. That's what Devs has taught me. And in, in, in one of those many worlds, it comes out yeah. and it's
1: really good. Millions. There's an infinite amount. And in that infinite quantity of...
0: Yeah, but we might be in of one of versions. those good ones. No. We might be in one of the no. good ones, Tom. No. We're just as likely to be in one of the good ones as we are to be in one of the shit We're ones.
1: Absolutely not. There is a far higher statistical note that this is going to be no. absolute dog shit.
0: No, that's not that's not how the multiverse works.
1: Yes, it is. <laughs> this is exactly how the multiverse works. I'm not whole, going to allow you to do this to yourself. I can't see travel, you do it again.
0: What about the whole flash time travel thing and the, and the, um, the nightmare sequence and BBS? Is he going to explain that? nope he is though and he's they, and
1: already made the film no, and it was
0: bad no he didn't he didn't finish it
1: somebody else just went in and hacked it
0: no they remade it they, they reshot it for you can tell because ben affleck's twice the size he was and henry cavill's got a, this cartoon mouth
1: yes <laughs> and they are not allowed to bring these people in
0: yeah, meaning that they must, have, like, they must have wrapped filming with Henry Cavill before they let him move on, in which case no, they must have a Dom. movie's worth of stuff from Henry Cavill.
1: They didn't wrap before he moved on, did they?
0: They did, because they brought him back for reshoots, not for the fucking full thing. He wasn't expecting to come back for reshoots, otherwise he wouldn't have grown the moustache,
1: because he knew it would I'm not letting listening to you defend Justice League, Dom.
0: I'm not defending Justice League, I'm saying...
1: You're <laughs> defending Justice League. That's not what I'm You've doing You've gone back to being a DC apologist. No,
0: no, no, that's not what I'm doing. I'm not defending Justice League. I'm saying there must be enough footage of (laughs) Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill must have filmed his entirety of his part in...
1: He's Geralt now.
0: Geralt, yeah. Geralt must have filmed his entirety of his part before he moved on to Mission Impossible. And if
1: Zergnet would have you believe, he's also Wolverine. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yeah.
0: Uh, Anyone can see he's too tall.
1: He's too tall. At least he's big enough, muscular-wise.
0: Yeah. Well, that,
1: that, and that isn't just... a show tune-singing <laughs> Wolverine. <laughs> like, I like show tunes. I love show tunes. I really like The Greatest Showman. You know? Yeah. But at the same time, that Wolverine, is it?
0: Oh, I don't know, Logan.
1: Nah, that's different. That's Logan, isn't it? It's an old man. Old man I mean, Logan.
0: Yeah, but it it only works because he's been Logan for so long. They couldn't just bring no. in a random guy.
1: You couldn't just. Yeah, you could. You
0: uh, could you what, have you put think,
1: Russell Crowe in there.
0: What you think? You could have just randomly at the end and go. Could have put
1: in Russell what? Crowe in there. He would have done a British accent. It would have been amazing.
0: <laughs> Bollocks. We all but, know yeah. Hugh, Hugh Jackman will shout Russell Crowe any day. Have you seen Limis? <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah.